1: We are blessed to have you join us. What we do for Christ has infinite significance. Jesus said, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Are we trusting God to affect the world for Christ and eternity? Or are we charting our own course, consumed with the temporal pleasures of our finite earthly existence? Are we praying without ceasing, or are we ceasing to pray? For God called laborers to fulfill the harvest. God will never fail us. Are we failing Him? Listen closely with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Now, I want to tell you something. I'm not through.
2: If sin is not swiftly dealt with in the Lord's church, then it becomes infectious and contaminates the whole church, which weakens and causes the church to lose her testimony before her own-looking world. Some preachers won't even preach about it. Won't even preach about, won't even address it because they're not living righteously. First Corinthians five two B says, shouldn't you rather have been filled with grief? It's a bad day when you can get so low in your spiritual condition that you don't even grieve over your sins. You don't even care. You don't even repent. You you feel absolutely nothing. Beloved, you know a church is in spiritual regression when she does not grieve over her sins. In 1 Corinthians 5, chapter 5, verse 2c, we read, Put out of your fellowship the man who did this. Put them what? How many of y'all didn't know? I don't understand the Bible. Did y'all understand that? It says what? Put them what? Okay, if they don't repent, put them out. Uh, and some of you said, ooh. You said, why you say that? Because of what the Bible says. Today, very few churches put unrepentant saints out of the church. Even though Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 through 17, gives us clear instructions as to how to implement church discipline. And by the way, we do have a church reconciliation council that is operable. Okay, look at Matthew. So you are thinking this is Draper talking. Everything is backed up by scripture. In Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 17, you'll see uh, 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 Matthew addressing the issue of church discipline. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. And you don't go straight to the church, straight to a committee, if somebody doing something you know is not right, and you know it's to be factual, you go to that person, you and him alone, and get it right, get it straight, and be reconciled, and leave it there. You don't go whispering about it, you don't put it on Snapchat and this kind of stuff, you don't put it over all this stuff. Leave it alone! Guess what? Guess what she told me? You're the biggest sinner. you worse than the person who did the act. Because you can't keep your mouth shut. Okay? Between you and him or you and her alone. Okay, that's where it should stop. You confront a person, they, they confess, they're repentant, they stop. You leave it right there and it shouldn't go any further, not even to a committee. It's, that's it. Now, let me go on. If he hears you, I mean, if he, you know, if he'll make the adjustments, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear Take one. Uh, you 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 take with you one or two more. Not 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 thirty. <laughs> By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Say now, I ain't doing that. I'm gonna still do what I'm gonna do. Okay, now go get you two or three more, and you confront the person about the same issue. Okay. Some churches have it set up differently. But it's still operating according to Scripture, and if he refuses to hear those two or three, you go one on one. Now you got two or three addressing the person, and he gonna go hardball with you. If he refuses to hear, if he if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. Tell it to the church. We do it during communion service, as it is needed. But if he refuses even to hear the church, y'all can't tell me what to do. Yeah. Then let him be to you like a heathen yeah. and a tax collector. Yeah. In other words, turn him out, turn him out, put him out, and you putting him out so Satan can wreak havoc in their life yeah. and bring them to the point of repentance, and they still play hardball. God even gives Satan permission to kill him. Satan knows how to you can sin yourself to death. Now, that, that, that brings another question. Y'all say, ooh, I didn't come to hear all this today. That brings another question. Y'all, y'all, y'all holding on? You got your seatbelts on? Why is church discipline so rarely done in the Lord's church? Now that's that's the, that's the question. Why is church discipline so rarely done in the Lord's church? Let me give you three. I can give you ten, but I gotta give you three. You know, because I want, I don't I'm gonna let you out for two. Now y'all say he, I keep saying that y'all gonna believe that you are gonna be out here for two. I'm just jiving. What are the three reasons? A is because of biblical ignorance. If the church does not know the scriptures, then how can they implement it? How can you implement scripture if you don't know what the scripture says? Okay, so you got to know the word. If you don't know the word. You're acting ignorantly because the word should rule, govern, bring structure, order, and everything else to the Lord's church. B, you know why people, you know why churches don't do church discipline? Because they, because of a fear of repercussions, a fear of repercussion. In other words, the church does not want to deal with the backlash, you know, because you messing with my mama, my daddy, my brother, my husband. That's my sorrow. My Listen, all that's out the window when you come to the church. And you ought not be taken up for your family member if they're wrong. And then all y'all press out here because he's being dealt with or she's being dealt with. And y'all going to tap the whole church and put the man or the woman know they wrong and you get on the bandwagon. They so hard. You know, we have been accused of being a strict church. And I, I tell people, uh, when I hear that and they bring that to me. I tell them, thank you very much. I'd rather be known as a strict church than a loose church. Are y'all hanging with me? So we feel the repercussions. What? The backlash it's going to bring. It's, it's Satan, he dashed. I dare you to mess with him. I dare you to mess with him. I, I dare you. I, I, I'm going to show you what I can do in that church when you do. Because they don't humble themselves. They want to fight. Backlash. They fear, most leadership feel, I feel they, they, they fear the fallout. Uh, th- th- they don't want to rock the boat. And, and leadership don't want to see people leaving the church over that issue. Let me tell you something. I've been told along the way, I've been past a long time. I'm not afraid of folk leaving the church. Because for every person that's leaves a seat, God is God enough to put 10 more in their place. Amen. 10 more in their place. That's right. That's called a blessed a subtraction and a blessed addition. I'd rather see the church go down to twenty and be and have God with me than to have two thousand and 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 all but fifty is living unholy. You, you know why they don't? The leadership don't deal with it. They they desire to see everyone happy, happy, happy. There's a song called "Happy Happy," isn't it? Happy, 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 happy hour. Happy, oh, y'all never heard of that. Happy, happy, uh, happy, happy. happy. You want to be happy. Listen, God is not studying your happiness. He is concerned about your holiness. Okay. He didn't say be, he, He wants you holy. Beloved, it's a dangerous thing if you can put being happy over what the scripture says. I'd rather see everybody happy, so let's not do nothing. Let's just turn our heads and be quiet. It too
0: shall
1: pass. The Universal Church is commanded to seek the unsaved. No person, no place, no situation, no betrayal. No threat of physical harm was off limits to Jesus as he journeyed from place to place during his ministry to seek and save the lost. God expects no less from us. The Bible tells us to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, we are to acknowledge him and he shall direct our paths. Our omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God will equip us with everything we need to obediently carry out his will. Let me mess with you one more on this. Why Why is church discipline
2: so rarely done in the Lord's church? See, church leadership cannot deal with sin if they themselves are contaminated by it you can't adjust somebody else's life if you got spiritual mud all over your life unrepented of okay so many church leadership they don't deal with the issue of sin because they're contamin- contaminated by it themselves so nobody deals with it lest their own sins that they're currently in is exposed. Now, if you go back far enough, I'm going to say this is a caveat. Listen to me closely. You can find some dirt on anybody. Did y'all hear just what I said? You want me to say that again? (laughs) If you go back far enough, you can find some dirt. I don't care how little it is. On anybody, you, you say, how can you, "How can you say so boldly?" Because all have and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. We all need the blood. We all have to repent, and that's why. We, that's why when one is overtaken in sin, we ought to have gentleness and meekness and love. The goal is restoration and not dismissing out, you want to exhibit love. You only take these proactive measures when there's a hardness of heart and they're being unrepentant. When church leaders experience moral failure, it discourages the saints and causes many to become disheartened, some to even leave the church, saying within themselves, if spiritual leaders fail, what hope do I have? And it can even promote more sin in the church when leaders who you've been looking up to fail. Amen. Number eight, what causes, I'm almost done. What causes, uh, ch- what causes uh, churches to scatter? Dictatorship. Say dictatorship. dictatorship. Dictatorship causes the church to scatter. Some church leaders are authoritarian. They're, they're demanding and controlling Speaking harshly without sensitivity. Let me give you a great passage on that. Some of you just look right over it. You gotta read your Bible all the way through to find this passage. If you only read John 3:16, that's all you know, you're not gonna find this passage. Third John verses 8 through 10. You're gonna see something there about dictatorship. Third John rather, verses 8 through 10. It's a little tiny book, but yet just as inspired. As, as the other books. Third John eight through 10 says, So we ourselves, you said, where, oh, by by the way, it's at the very end of the Bible. Okay. Don't start in Genesis looking for Third John. (laughs) Okay. Third John (laughs) verses 10 through, verses eight through 10 says, So we ourselves should support them so that we can be their partners as they teach the truth. I wrote to the church about this, but diatrophies Who loves to be the leader. Look at that. Who loves to be the leader. He loves power. Can't give it up. Can't share it. Got to have it. Mad if anybody else get it. Who loves to be the leader. Look what. Refuses to have anything to do with us. When I come, I will report some things he is doing and the evil accusations he is making against us. Not only does he refuse to welcome the traveling teachers, he also tells others not to help them. I'm not going to help them. You're not going to help them. We're going to leave them alone. They don't need anything out of church budgets. They don't need any mission money. They don't need They don't need to be standing in anybody's home. Leave, leave them alone. We, 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 we got grass to cut. We got to keep lights on. We can't be helping folk that passing by who needs a helping hand. We can't build a kitchen in Uganda. They, uh, we got our own kitchen we need to support. See, not only does he refuse to welcome the, tra- the traveling teachers, he also tells others not to help them. And you know what? There are people in the church who's not going to tithe, and then they got the audacity to tell you not to tithe. I, ain't tell, I, I wouldn't do that. Oh, the church ain't getting all my money. Oh, preacher's just taking it anyhow. The, you know what? That lie, that's one lie that's never going away. <laughs> I don't care. Now, anybody else can get something new, but when the preacher gets something new, uh, the money drop. I'm in t- a lot of churches because they got small minds. And look what he says here. He also tells others not to help them, and when they do, He puts them out of the church. Diotrephes had so much power. He was such a dictator. He was such an authoritarian until he self-appointed himself, put folk out of the church that disagreed with him. This man was a tyrant. He was out of control. Huh? Y'all see it? The church is no place for dictators who are dominating, power hungry, who allow power to to corrupt them. Listen to this, to the point that they see others as a threat instead of a co-worker. They want to hold on to what they got, they can't share it, don't want nobody else to have it because they in charge. So, they don't see others as co workers to pass it around. They rule the church with an iron hand. They will embarrass people before the congregation. There are pastors that will do that, there are influential people that will do that. And and they are not sensitive or compassionate. People come into God's house because they're hurting. They come into God's house because they are distraught, they are depressed, they are suicidal and confused, like Jesus, instead of being a dictator, we must give people hope. We must give people hope. We need to give people encouragement. People are barely hanging on, y'all. People are hurting. We We must have compassion on people. We must care for people. We must love people. I was going to go further but the Lord has lead me to stop right here cuz this is all you can take. Uh, do you really care?
0: How
2: would you to look at me? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You say you say I care. When is the last time you visited somebody on the prayer list? and made a hospital visitation and they weren't on your list. was the last time you were led to go pray for a child? When is the last time you took a single parent who's struggling out to lunch? Do you really care? When is the last time you knocked on a door through neighborhood outreach to give somebody the gospel because they are on their way to hell while you can't give up one hour a month. And, and, and sad to say, you're even in leadership and can't even do it. Are they going to hell while you're going to heaven and you're too busy to give up one hour a month? Do you really care? We have the 12-hour prayer watch coming up in just a, a little over a week. Y'all going to be getting those things, and we're going to have a boss, and all these prayer needs. And people are going to be coming in and out for one hour on that particular day, praying for mothers and husbands and family and for our country and for one another. And we're coming together to pray for these needs. Do you really care? You can't get one hour that's convenient for you during your lunch break or before you go to work or after you get off of work. Do you really care? God is saying we need to see people through the eyes of Jesus, regardless of their color, regardless of their socioeconomic status, when is the last time, when is the last time you help somebody who said, maybe I, I'm hungry, I need food, but well, they may take it and they're going to do drugs or they might take it and they going to smoke it. So what? You do what, God, so that test is for you. If they don't do right with it, that's between them and God. God's going to bless you. your faithfulness because he saw that you care. saying you have to help everybody on every corner. There's too many folk on every corner. You go broke. You can't pay your mortgage helping everybody. But the other side, you ought to help somebody. Somebody. Do you really care where are the laborers? And all God's children said, and Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the message. We love you, Father. <laughs> I admit to go much further, but I couldn't go any further. Because this is all the people can handle. Lord, this message was for all of us. Because the truth be told, life is so short. That we need to get out of sin, we need to stop trying to protect ourselves in the sense that we sneak and hide and then fight when we get caught, throwing rocks and hiding our hand, shouting, having factions and schisms and slander and gossip. I, I know you're on the throne, Lord, looking at your church, shaking your holy head, saying, when, when are my people going to grow up? They're 50 years old, 55 years old, 65, 75, and they're still acting like they're two years old in the church, spiritually. Lord, break us, mold us. And make us. Help us not to repel the word, but to receive the word. Because our time on earth is ever so short. Yes, it is. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said. Amen. I'm still thinking about that dug boat accident in Branson. What I saw on the news. And I looked at all those caskets, and when I saw all those family members, and then they have the next day or so, they're going to have more family members. You know what they did? Let me tell you something. They decided to go on vacation. Let me paint the picture. I'm just painting. I'm using my own sanctified imagination. Hang on. They they decided to go on vacation. How many of y'all decided to go on vacation at some point? Raise your hand. All of us. Okay. You, You go somewhere. And can you imagine... They locked the door of their house. They drove off in their car, caught a plane, or they driven to their destination. And they never came back home to unlock the security, to take off the security. They never never got back home to go get their dog out of the kennel. They never got back. They never. They never got back in home to check back into work or to draw another retirement check or social security check or whatever they draw. They never. They never, They never got back home. And when they left and they got on that water, and all those folks from babies on up were lost, except one or two or whatever, and they never made it back. Church, if you knew next Sunday you would be in heaven or hell, how would that affect your decision about coming to Christ right now? For the sake of your family, your wife, your husband, your children, your grandchildren, or whomever. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God sent his son born in Bethlehem of Judea, born of a virgin, fully God and fully man to die for our sin. That we would be made whole if we trust Jesus Christ alone for salvation, believing in his death, burial and resurrection and nothing else. You have to come to Christ on his terms. Let go yourself, your ways, let go your excuses and procrastination and says, I'm not wasting another any more of God's precious time. I'm coming just like I am right now.
1: You don't have a tomorrow until God gives it to you. The Bible tells us to fear not for God is with us. Be not dismayed for he is our God. He will strengthen us. He will help us. He will uphold us with the right hand of his righteousness. We must not be afraid, nor ashamed, nor slothful. We must be bold. We must be willing. We must be filled with the Holy Spirit. God is able and He won't fail. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.